My check. Anna, you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. There okay. you go. Email. That's the <laughs> Email. Yes, okay. yes. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you got on. All right. I know your time is limited. So, ladies and gents, this is MD Podcast. And um, I got a very special guest tonight, man. Like, you know, when they first started the podcast, it was definitely like hip-hop commentary or music commentary but i definitely wanted to highlight my fellow filipino americans who are making moves in the industry in the entertainment industry she's basically the first director that gave me my first role in a full length film an indie film called the year i did nothing in 2018 and she gave me my experience to like how it is to go to like film festivals and just seeing me on the big screen I was just really impressed the way she marketed the film but I definitely want to talk about her other projects uh like a real job in 2001 that actually got a distribution deal through Image Entertainment uh she made a film called The Plight of the Angelinos and The Table uh without no further ado ladies and gents we got Anna Barreto in the house. What's Ooh, up? She's also, you know, a producer, a screenplay writer. Um, and I'm just so glad to have you on. How you doing? I'm good. Anna, I'm thank good. you so much for joining me, man. Um, of course. You're the best. Anything for you. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're the best. <laughs> Anna, so... I, I can't think of a better way to spend my... Tuesday evening been with you Marlon the coolest director ever oh my god so cat the boy number two that's right <laughs> I had so much fun but before we get to the year I did nothing I, I, I definitely want to take you back to day one so I always ask my guests where and where were they born and raised and I, I was doing a little research myself you know so you were born in the Philippines correct correct And where were you? Where were you born? Where in the Philippines? Uh, Manila. Manila, and you grew up there. I grew up there. And born and raised. Born and raised, and from what I remember, you arrived in the U.S. in '86, right? Yep. So from Philippines straight to the U.S., where you, you guys migrated in L.A.? Yeah, Culver City. Okay, so <laughs> let's take, let's let's take it back to PI. So growing up in Manila. What do you remember about the childhood years and the adolescence years, um, Anna? Was it was it fun? Was it? Tell me, what's that like? How do you remember the Philippines? <clears throat> um, so we grew up in this house where all my other um, cousins grew mm. up in. So my mom was the youngest of twelve siblings. Wow! And, right. So my aunts, my my cousins are actually older than my mom. You know, mm. because my my grandmother was still, I guess, giving birth when you know my mom was born. So <laughs> uh, it's great. I, um, uh, so it's crazy. So yeah, so all my cousins are much older than than me, and um, so we all kind of grew up in that same house. So like the older sisters um, would raise their kids in that house in Santa Ana, and um, and then as they got older, they move out, and then the next you know batch of you know cousins and siblings would move in there, so uh-huh. so we were the last ones that actually um i mean no i mean the house was still there when we left but um so yeah so um so i basically grew up in a house where you know like 
it was basically the the house where all the cousins can you imagine like you know you got like um they ended up having like nine siblings like uh three of them um passed away when they were babies so um so so like the nine siblings um and then multiply that by you know an average of like i don't know seven eight kids each and all those kids have kids so it's like you know it's a house full of people where um and we all grew up in that house and that was like the main house where everyone grew up in um where i grew up so we were like the last ones that were living there because my mom was the youngest sister um in the family so and then we left and then we came here so that was the house that i based that um that story of the yeah. movie um, the year and, I did nothing wow right right so um, there were supposed to be more people there but you know I couldn't cast that many people so <laughs> I had to limit it and ladies and gents before we get to the movie it, it's such a it's it's an award winning film that really aired in a lot of countries and a lot of states in the US but I want to take it back to PI so like mm-hmm. Anna like what are your earliest recollections of being influenced in film like was it the american movies that got you was it the filipino movies like where did your inspiration come from as far as um, being a film director well it was mostly well okay so so when i was growing up you know because i'm old um you know there were like i don't know five channels or whatever and they played the same movie you know same tv show same movies over and over again you know like we would get like i, I was mostly attracted to american television like tv shows movies so what but they played the same thing over and over again um <laughs> so what did so, they play what did they, what were you oh seeing God. out there yeah two uh, the same three episodes of Laverne and Shirley <laughs> you know <laughs> at the A team you know you got you know <laughs> like all that stuff so um so yeah so like anything like but I didn't care I just watched it and I was like and also um when I was younger um i knew that we were going to end up here anyway in america so um what we were trying to do was kind of like you know like brush up on like like familiarize ourselves with our future home so we knew that um eventually you know even though it took about 12 years for us to come here since mm-hmm. they you know filed the application um i knew eventually that we were going to come here so Um so yeah so it was just um you know I just wanted to see like you know my future home was going to look like and you know like watching Eight is Enough and all that so I was like oh okay so that's you know like I just imagined that's what America looked like you know like anything on TV mm-hmm. um that I saw so um and then I was just um you know I and and I also watched um you know um Filipino shows you know um I you know I loved Ipulaga and uh, <laughs> all the classic sh- I loved the classic shows um in the afternoon they play like you know they play like the classic LVN shows and um uh so Sapagita um so those are you know those are what I watch like old old I love like old Dolphy Panchito comedies wow, and all that stuff. So they're the best. Um, yeah, yeah. So that those were my influences. Um, so yeah, I mean, I you know I watched everything on TV because also TV was not twenty four seven. It was you know it ended at like midnight or something or eleven in the Philippines. Know. Yeah, and then it wow. started up again at like seven in the morning. So and then <laughs> you know my 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 parents were kind of like 
my mom was like super chill so you know like because there were ants all over the place so everybody thought like somebody was watching us but nobody was really watching any of us so we would just be up you know like late at night watching tv yeah. and my and my classmates um at school would say oh you know you know we you know we had to do homework we had to go to bed by this and i'm like i've never heard of a curfew i've never i mean we just kind of you know, <laughs> just like hang out the streets, watch TV, and then you know, like if I, I mean, if, if in fact, like my, my friends were like, oh my god, yeah, uh, like you know, they would have to find excuses for you know their their parents to allow them to like <clears throat> stay home sick, and my mom's just like, like you don't feel like going to school, oh yeah, stay home. You know, so as long as we did our work, and um, I mean, I got pretty good. You know, I had decent grades. So um, you know, I was a nerd. So I was an you know, I, I was an honor student when I was in grade school. So my nice, my nice. mom didn't worry about me. So she's like, as long as you you know you get your work done, um, it doesn't matter. You know, like she didn't. It was not a hassle to like. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I really was not raised by <laughs> rules. So, so wait, Anna. So you went to high school in the Philippines. Yeah, I even went to co- I I went to college even because in high school. Okay, you didn't go to clear. You didn't go to school. How old were you when you came here? I was ten years old in nineteen. Okay, so you were young. Yeah. So you don't know. Okay, plus you're younger than me. So, um, <laughs> by the way, so, guys, yeah. Anna Anna looks really young. By the way, yeah. she's looking yeah. good. All right, that's so, like code for she's old, but she no, 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 so, don't don't let her fool you. She looks really young. Don't let her. Fool you. <laughs> no, no, she's not. She's immature, is what she is. No. So, <laughs> so anyway, so so it's like six years of grade school, four years of high school. So by the time I was fifteen, I'd already graduated from high school. So wow. I had to go. Yeah. So then by sixteen, you had to go like. You know, you gotta apply for college, and you know, and like, which I I don't really recommend because you don't really know what you want to do. Well, I mean, nobody knows. What so I was like, okay, right, what do I do? You know. So so Anna, wait. So you go to college in the Philippines for like? Yes. I did my research. USD. Uh, also, University of Santo Tomas, right? Yes. Yep. And then you came to the U.S. when you were 16. No, I was 18. You were 18. You were 18. So you went there for two years. Yes. Wow. Well, I went for one year, and then I, 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 you know, and then we thought we were gonna leave the following year, so we convinced our parents that. So we were like, well, why, why even go to school, you know? So we, so we thought we were gonna, after, you know, once we got our application um, uh, in the mail, we thought like, oh, we're done, like we're leaving tomorrow, you know, like we're gonna. Get, we didn't realize how much, how long the process was. Still, on top of that, like, that's oh, crazy. Oh, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. But then we already, th- you know, we're like, okay, why even go to school? We're gonna, you know, we're gonna come here anyway. So, um, so yeah, we spent a year, you know, like, like waiting, like going through the process, and um, and uh, and ended up not going to school. So we had to kill time, you know, um, in between waiting for like all, you know, your passport and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, I only went one year um, in college, and mm-hmm. then the the next year I just kind of, you know, I just we just didn't go to school. Um, so yeah. So, was... Anna, who was 
I know, you know, I love hearing my fellow Filipino stories and how they ended up in the U.S. So, like, who was your family members that was here in the U.S. first? Like, what prompted you guys to come out here? Was it like you had relatives from mom's side or dad's side in the U.S. already? Mom's side. Mom's side. So they, so you came in '86, right? Yeah. So you came in '86, and she had relatives here already. Oh yeah, they've been here for a while. Wow. In fact, I mean, yeah. So, so one, so there. Uh, let's see, one, two, three. So, okay, so there. So there were about four, four siblings here. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them sponsored my mom, my mom, um, and that takes an average of you know 10 to 12 years fucking crazy when you when you make when you um when you apply for it you know you um it it takes about that long you know so and i'm the oldest of three so i was getting nervous because um if that thing didn't if that thing came and i was i think i was if i was 21 i think it wouldn't have been good I, yeah, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have qualified. So I was like, you know, I was like looking at the calendar going, oh my God, I'm, you know, time's ticking here. I'm, I'm going to end up, you know, they're going to end up leaving me um, or I never left behind. So yeah, it was, um, it was a tricky situation tricky. where, yeah. Um, yeah, I barely just made the cut. Um, my brother, and my sister were younger than me, so they were safe. Um, so yeah, so so by the time when we came here, we already had relatives here, so uh, and then, which and, was very nice because right. then you know, like it's good to have family if you're going to a different country because then right. you know they could show you around, they'll show you the ropes, you know, right, and so forth. So Anna, where where in Cali was was your family before you came? Where were they settled at before you, you came? You mean my my. My, my relatives that live here yeah, uh, my yeah. moms uh they were i mean they were all over um california so you know some of them were you know i don't know some of them were in glendale some of them were in you know um they they were mostly in Calif- california and you landed um, in culver city you landed in culver city nice yes. so 86 culver city where you're 18 like what right. is going on through your head and are you culture shock are you what's oh yeah totally. what's what's going on how are you feeling when you come out here like because i was like okay um so in the philippines right um you can get a because i grew up in manila so you can get you can get around pretty much without a car you just public transportation you know you can get go to places you didn't have to rely on anyone um it so when when you come here here in la right so then i'm like all right so where are the buses where you know like how do i you know how do i get around i mean i i was so stupid i thought like um i used to i love that tv show remington steel yeah like, yeah my crush was pierce brosnan <laughs> he was the sh- so then i was like oh I was like, oh, we're coming here in uh, whatever that, you know, like it was like St. Patrick's Day around that time, right? And I was like reading old magazines. I go, oh, there's a St. Patrick's Day parade in New York City. Mm-hmm. So then I go, oh, so when we arrive in California, I can just take a bus, go to New York City and go make that parade. Because I was like, oh, it's like planning my week, you know? <laughs> I had no idea New York was so far away. And I'm like, oh, shit, what? I got to fly to New York? I was just, 
shocked. I thought like it was, you know, it was just like going to another city, you know. So, it, um, and then, and then you go to Culver City, and of course, we really, we obviously we didn't have a car, so we were relying on our cousin helped us. Um, like my cousin who also grew up in in that house, whose mom owned that house, was here, so she helped us set up, and she has that one car. So, um, so we all just kind of, you know, like we were, like whoever gave us a ride, you know, we go places. But I was like, all right, how, how do we figure out this, you know, like transport situation, public transport? So, um, so then, uh, you know, like I go, okay, I take number six bus, Culver City. I, you know, like to get to Santa Monica, it takes like two and a half hours. I'm like, how is this? You know, this is not gonna work. You know, you need a car here. You know, because I was like, oh my god, the buses. Draw, you know, they 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 stop every forty five minutes. I'm like, that's insane. You know, you go to the Philippines, you just go up, you hail a cab, or you you know get on a jeepney. It's not a. There's no waiting. You know, you get to places. You know, without waiting. And this is it's weird here because it was like okay, and it's not like you can walk to places because you know the streets are so wide and you know and everything is far. So yeah, um, it was tricky, you know, um, trying to navigate your way around, uh, you know, California, Los Angeles, um, if you didn't have a car. Right, so, right. Um, so yeah, it was it was hard. <clears throat> Plus, I didn't have any friends, you know. Um, That's so, yeah, crazy. Like that first year was tricky. I I, I actually um, that first year I was just so homesick, though, even though I was with my family. So I um, I saved up. I I um, I got a job at McDonald's. Uh-huh. And I saved up um, just enough money to buy a ticket back to the Philippines. For real? Because all my friends were there, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. So then I, you know, I, I bought a round trip ticket. But I, you know, but I, I, so I, I flew back. I, you know, I went back to my house like I was staying there, and I just kept extending my um, departure flight because I was like, nah, I don't want to go back. Well, I have nothing to go back here for, you know. For real. Um, so yeah, and then my, my mom just finally said, "Hey, are you coming back or not?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah okay, right." So then I came <laughs> back here. No, because I, you know, and then because I had to wait a year in order for me to um, to be able to continue my schooling because um, you had you, if you're not a resident, um, you pay a lot more even if you went to like um, community college. So you have to establish residence. So I had to wait a year. So I had to kill a year. I was just like working like, you know, like minimum wage jobs. And then um, because I needed to be a California resident. And then once I got that, then um, I um, I had to finish up my, G, my, my general education courses because some of the classes didn't really count, the ones that I took in the Philippines. So I took some of them in uh, over at uh, Santa Monica College. And then, um, and then I transferred to UCLA. So, um, so yeah. So if you know, and and if you don't have school, you don't have anything. You have your job. You really don't have any friends here. So that's that was like the hardest part of um, coming here. I, you know, I was just I, I hated it. I, I didn't want to be here. Yeah, I was waiting so long to come here, and then. I was like, oh my god, like, you know, like, because my at least my brother and my sister were younger, so they went to school straight. You know, they, my my sister went to you know elementary school, my brother went to high school, so they had, yeah at least had a place to go, and they had you know they were starting to get friend gain friends. I didn't have anybody, so I was just like, ah, oh, this sucks. So I went back to the Philippines for like <laughs> a few months. Or else, um, yeah, and then and then 
when I started, you know, when I, you know, when I went back to school and, and did all that, then, you know, I started to, to develop um, or to gain, you know, make friends and, um, and then I got, you know, then that was it. I, you know, I didn't look back. So, you know. Anna, so let me ask you this. So from what I understand, you went to UCLA, right? And mm-hmm. you were a psychology major. I was. Right. And what year did you enter UCLA? What year did I did I go to UCLA? Yeah. Like what year was this? What year did you get accepted? Oh my god. Uh, okay. That's, uh, <laughs> um, maybe maybe early nineties. And you did four years there? Or no, I did um, I didn't have to do four years because I did some college. I took some course. Some of the courses I took in the Philippines counted. Right. I took some of the courses and then the rest of them at Santa Monica for like a year, maybe, you know, whatever it was I was missing. And then I went to UCLA. So it was probably like 1990, your, maybe. Your mom okay. must be so proud of you that you got accepted to UCLA, huh? Mom and dad must have been I, so I, proud. I, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get. I, I don't think they knew that it was. What do you mean? Everybody was just. Everybody was just very busy, like, just, like, just getting established. So we didn't really have time to be proud of each other. You know, we were just like. <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, we were just trying to like survive. Oh. You know? I mean, it was really, I mean, you know, if, if you talk to any immigrant, especially if you're here, like, older, and you come here, um, when you're older and you're trying to, you know, like, get established, it's it's not, um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's not, it, it, it'll take you a few years to um, get um, acclimated um, and, um, and get used to, uh, get over the culture shock and get used to the lifestyle. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that you know, I like I guess the, <laughs> I guess they were proud of me. I mean, it was really, I mean, I was I was going to school, but it was you know I was going to school, and then I was also working while I was going to school. So it didn't I didn't I wasn't like a college student. Like I was taking college courses, but I was also working. Where you know because I was paying myself through college. Where, so where are you working at around this time in college? Oh God, I was like. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, so I was, you know, I was just bouncing from job to job. I, you know, I worked at a, as a waitress. I worked like as a, you know, at a computer store. I worked at a, I worked in a bank. <laughs> you know, yeah. I worked all over the place, just yeah. kind of just to just to pay for my tuition. Right. Um, and then until I, you know, until I graduated, and then, um, and then the one job because I was like I couldn't last three months, you know, more than three months. You know, at every job because I was just like I got bored. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> look for another job. Oh, eh, not for me. Not for me. Yeah. And then, um, and then when I worked at a video store, that's when it clicked. I was like, ah, I like this place. You know, like, you know. What's the name of the video store, Anna? It's called Laser Blazer. Laser Blazer, and this is right. in LA. This is in LA. Where, like, this is Culver City. Uh, it was in West LA. West LA, and yeah, it was a laser disc store. Mm. And how many years did you spend in, in, in that store? Um, so I worked. So so I worked mostly through college. So maybe I was there probably like three years, two three years. That's a good minute. Something like that. That's a good minute. Yeah, right. 
and, and mm-hmm. uh, until I graduated from college, and then um, and then when I graduated, they knew I was leaving. Mm-hmm. So and then I I just I lucked out because um, one of the you know Laser Blazers um, is it's a video store, so a lot of like industry people went there. Um, so we were uh, so one of our customers was the VP at Image Entertainment, mm. and um, and. Uh, he he asked me if I want was interested in you know um, a job uh, at, you know working at Image just, you know if I wanted to interview for a job and I was like all right you know so I interviewed and this was and Image Entertainment was in um, in Chatsworth in the Valley mm-hmm. so I was like I've, I've never been to the Valley I didn't even know how to get to the Valley it was like, <laughs> it, was, it, it, was like it was like a foreign I was like oh my god <laughs> it was a foreign country to me. And then um, so funny, Alex. yeah. Uh-huh. And then I interviewed, and um, I got the job. It was like an entry level job, um, and that was it. So you know, and then I, I worked. I left my video store, and I worked at Image Entertainment, which is a dis- distribution company. Um, and I was in sales. You know, I just kind of moved up. Um, you know, while I was there, it was like my first. It was my first real job. Nice. And then, yeah, and that was you know, and and then when I was working there, I was just like, oh, you know, like I, um, I decided I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I'm, you know, let me see if I can, you know, dabble in like writing scripts or something because I was interested in that. So, um, and then I wrote that that, that script for a real job, um, and. And then I ended up making it because I, you know, I didn't know what to do with that script. And um, and most of the people at Image Entertainment were actually like either cast or crew of, of that uh, movie. <laughs> so, so yeah. So Anna, so when you go when you went to UCLA as a psych major, like subconsciously in your mind, did you know that you were going to use it, or did you know that you were not going to use the major? Like I guess what I'm saying is, what is your mom's reaction when, or, or your parents when they find out like? You're, you're, you. It's, it's a whole different course from, from psych. <laughs> like, what's, what, what's going on in your mind? Like, oh shit, am I gonna use my major? What am I gonna do? Like, what's the game plan after UCLA? Well, I figured if I was a psych major, I, I would, I would get a job as a psych major if I wanted that. Right. But that wasn't really my interest. That was my fallback. In the meantime, like you had a big elective classes in college, so all my electives were like film history and you know production, and the, I was just like, you know, I was just like you, you. I had like, you know, I, I ended up with a psychology major, but all my electives and all my were all like, you know, the arts. That's and, pretty dope. You know, and, right? So I was just using the UCLA film department as my elective. So I, you know, and I, I learned. Um, you know, cinema, history, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Took advantage of it, and then, um, and 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 really, I just wanted to be, like, I didn't really think I was good enough to be, you know, like I didn't know I was, I even was capable of, you know, making a movie or, you know, like I just wanted to be in that world. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, remember when, like, when we first moved here um, in Culver City, um, like a few blocks from our our apartment was um, the Culver Studios, Sony Studios. Mm. Um, so I would walk there, like during my you know many walks, um, and I'd see that studio a lot, and I go, oh my god! I look at it and I go, if I could just work at like you know like I go, if I could just work at the um, you know the commissary or like the gift shop, I'm good. 
like I that that was my goal I was like oh man if I could just get a job at the commissary there I love it you know mm-hmm. or you know um and because I was like there's no way I you know like I just wanted to be surrounded by you know that 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 world um so yeah my my aspirations were very low um but yeah and then you know years later you know like I ended up working I mean I was you know like after image I I, I um I ended up working at CBS and I worked at the Paramount lot for a few years for four years and then yeah. I worked I've been working at the CBS at television city for you know like over a decade now I, love I mean it. not now but so yeah it's like um like I couldn't even imagine working in this like a, you know it's part of the studio as opposed to you know i just i just wanted to like if i worked maintenance i'd be happy you I know love like it. i just wanted to be around there so yeah it, it's totally um you know like I, i i still can't believe it i pinch myself going oh my god you know even if i didn't make movies like these little movies that i made um just like my job my real job uh you know working in that industry um i i, I i'm just I, I can't believe I, you know, how I got there. You know, it's just, um, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm very grateful. You know, I, I, I lucked out. It's, you know, it, it's um, combination luck and, you know, I don't know, hustle and hard Something. work. Something <laughs> and hard work. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Anna, like, so the first movie that you did came out in 2001, and you actually got a distribution deal with Image Entertainment. Um, it's called a real job. Yes. So, what inspired you? And for all those listening, can you break down what is it about, and what inspired you to write the to write and make this movie? Um. So, so I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see if I can make can can write a a, a script. Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> you got that right. I didn't know how to do it. So I took a class at UCLA. <laughs> you know, like okay, how to write a script. Yeah, right? yeah. I didn't know. I didn't even know what scripts looked like. So I was like, all right, took the class. You know, I got all right. So I got the basics, and then I wrote. I'm like, all right, write what you know. So you know, what do I know? I worked at the video store. So it's about a guy. I wrote a story about a guy who. Um, works at a video store has worked at a video store like even in you know he was you know he was like in his late 30s early 40s he's still working at a video store but he loves it like the guy was just so he I mean and 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 then but um so he loves he's a movie geek he loves the video store and then he meets this girl who's kind of like a you know like a corporate executive so um they started dating and then he started noticing that she was kind of embarrassed that he worked at a video store so he decided oh i'm gonna get a real job at a you know and a company you know and be a you know a corporate like an office guy a corporate guy mm-hmm. um and then it ended up like you know that actually ended up uh, causing them to um you know uh break up because he became a person that she now just you know the, the person she fell in love with was not the person that he ended up being now that he works in the <laughs> corporate world so um so yeah it's um it's it's kind of that's the that's the basic premise um you know it's it's got historic i mean if you watch it it's like you know kids now they're like what is this a video store what is, what is it what people rent movies what the hell yeah <laughs> so Anna, it's can, crazy can people watch it at amazon prime right now where can people catch the project um oh a, re- a, a real job <laughs> it's so okay it's so dated though you have to understand like it's like like it, it's a 
it's really like I wish <laughs> I don't know I cringe when I watch I haven't I haven't seen it in a while but I'm I'm sure I you know I I would cringe watching it because it's probably dated but if you want to watch like you know a nostalgic look of you know like the video store world and and so forth um Hell yeah it, it's on yeah it I um Hell it's on yeah. Tubi it's okay. on Tubi okay. you can watch it for free on Tubi nice. Um, it Shout Factory actually um, is distributing it, so it's on Tubi. It's on, it's on Amazon Prime. Nice. Um, under a like, it's a particular channel um, on Amazon Prime. So you probably have to pay on Amazon Prime for it. But um, if you have a subscription for a particular channel, it comes free for Shout Factory, I think. And then if you want to watch it for free with commercials, it's on Tubi. Um, Tubi and um, yeah, I can't believe it's still there. You know, like okay, my bro- okay, so my brother lives in Denver, right? Right. So he bu- he buys a new TV, and uh, my parents decide to visit him one day, right? And um, so the, he bought like a smart TV. He's like, oh, he was showing off his TV. He's like, look, I can just like you know uh, uh, hit the microphone and go, oh, you know, the title, and then the title shows up, right? So then they were they were gonna goof on me and go, oh, let's say a real job, you know, just because it's you know it's not gonna show up, obviously. But so he's just like you know he he was just goofing on me. So he goes a real job, and then boom. And then he damn thing shows up, right? He's like, holy shit. So he texted me. He's like, oh my God, you're both. I go, I didn't even know it was on Tubi. So that's how I found out. Like, I didn't, I had no idea it was on. I go, oh, okay, good to know. So I had no clue. <laughs> so, Anna, like, how was the first, how was, how was it like making your first movie? And I know it's your first, it was the full length, right? First full length movie. Mm-hmm. And how was it like casting? Because I know the people who were in it also worked with you and you got, you got, a, you got a distribution deal with the people you work with. Like, how, right. how was that? Like, how was the atmosphere like putting it together with your peeps? It was just, a, it, it, it was all the image entertainment people were all like you know a majority of us are you know like we we were you know like um you know we were we were aspiring filmmakers nice. or, you know this, so actors or this or that so it's really like it, it's okay so imagine like a you know like like a corporate job right like a regular office job and then like slowly it was like kind of like this underground um, project and slowly people were finding out like I was making this movie so we would tell you to go oh so and so uh, he he has a camera and we can use it we're like oh okay so we would tap him we're like hey you interested in making a movie it's like oh yeah, yeah okay so everything was like very like uh, you know like um, on the DL and um, no one, you know every, and then before you know it like half the company was working on it every weekend and the, and the, and then the uh, the bosses you know like the VPs every Monday they walk around and everybody's just like completely exhausted because we would only work on weekends because that's the only time we can do it. So they're like, why is everyone sleepy? Why is everyone sleepy? <laughs> I had no idea. We were just... and, then, and then people will find out. They go, oh, this is making a movie. Oh, uh, oh, let me design the cover. Hey, I can do the graphics. I can do this. I can do that. So Dope. we were just like, yeah. So every weekend, it was like the slowest way to make a movie is just work shooting on weekends. But um, after 16 weekends, we finished the damn thing. 16, you know, like 16 weekends. Yeah. Nice. 16 weekends. Yeah. And everything was just like, you know, um, like if I mean, you can you can even watch you can even get the uh, the 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 DVD um, on eBay or whatever on Amazon probably um, and if you listen to the um, the 
the audio commentary like yeah. we we gave away our secrets we're like okay so this this thing we shot it here da, 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 da. so if you're like a wannabe um filmmaker like a you know like a film student i recommend you listen to the commentary um for a real job on dvd nice. and um it'll give you like a, like a lot we've i mean I've, i've i've heard from a lot of film students they would like find me and they go oh my god like you know like you know i've gotten invited to, <laughs> to like film groups nice uh, because they discover the movie and um, i love and they're it. like oh my god we listened to the commentary and i can't believe you did you know um and okay and this was also 2000 you know 2001 so back then I love it. it was completely different because cameras were still very expensive editing you there's no editing at home you got to you know go to an edit bay at a studio like this was this is um this was not like right now where you can edit your movie yeah, on your phone yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> so um it, you know but during that time it was a uh, you know it was something that i mean a lot of people they, we were we ended up getting nominated for a video um uh premiere award i love it and yeah and we were like i mean we were we were in the you know like the same uh it was at the it was at the pantages i think or the wiltern and you know it was like kevin smith quentin tarantino all those guys were there and we were Sick. we got nominated with like studio movies Sick. Yeah, it was like I I I couldn't believe it. I mean, and we were just like a nothing movie, you know, and um, you know, we were yeah, we were like with the busy people. Um, yeah, every everybody, you know, all the studios were there. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a fun experience. It was a it was a fun experience. Is Image Entertainment still around? Um, I think Image Image Entertainment got bought by another company, so um so, they got bought like after I left them. So So Anna like that's very interesting like you didn't even know that the film was getting distributed by Shot uh what is it called Shot Factory? Yes. Oh, I knew I knew that Shot Factory was distributing it um but I didn't know what um like what platform it was going to be on. I just I was like, "Oh, hey, well, we you know like um a friend of mine contacted me. He's like, "Hey, Shot's, you know, um Shot's doing like a VHS retrospective blah blah blah. Um you want to, you know, you want to license your movie?" Um I go, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So, um so I just did that and not knowing that it was going to be on Tubi, it was going to be on Amazon. Like I I had no idea which, you know, what platforms they were going to be on um, distributing it through. So, um so yeah, that was a nice surprise for me. Um that you know that is still out there in fact okay, here i'll give you another thing right the like the very first film festival that i was ever accepted in um was in new york for a real job and um and i had to pick uh, a screening date uh for a movie so i picked september 10th 2001 so I was so. So you went. So, yeah, wait, wait. So you went to New York on September 10, 2001. Right, and then ah. we were leaving on September 11th, and um, before we left, the 
tower, uh, the the um, the two towers got hit, and we're like, oh shit! We didn't even know. Like it was like so it's chaotic. We thought it was a fire. It was like very conflicting information because we were there like while it was happening. Oh my god! So yeah, so we were rushing to the airport because we thought traffic was gonna be horrible, and then little did we know, you know, they shut down flights, you know, blah blah blah, and um, we're like, oh shit! So now we're stuck in New York. And I couldn't get my hotel room back because I couldn't get back into Manhattan. So thank God, my my um, my friend, who is also my co-producer for Real Job, um, Henry. I think you know him. He's always um, part of my movies. Um, his sister lives in Brooklyn, and thank God we had a place to stay. Oh um, my God! So we were stranded there for like a good uh, four five days something because wow, yeah I was dude. so yeah we were there in New York um, on September 11th holy so, shit with the with some of the cast and the crew you so, know because everybody <coughs> was so excited so yeah um, so Anna you were there for a film for a film premiere in New York yes yes what the and fuck and the following day was 9-11 oh my and, god dude fuck no yeah it was it was it was um it was scary. I know. It was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's horrible, man. I'm glad that you quite guys made, the experience. I'm glad that you guys made it out made it out safe. Um, yes. So okay, let's talk about the next film, The Plight of the Angelinos. Am I saying correctly? The Plight of the Angel Angelinos. 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 I'm sorry. The Plight of yeah. the Angelinos. So for all those listening, what what is this film about? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a uh, it's a, a, a <laughs> mockument. It's a mockumentary. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So it's really like um, it was. It's it, okay. So I wanted to. So during this time that I um, that when I was like, okay, I gotta make another movie, you know. Um, and I I was like, oh, you know, they started. Um, oh, now they they had like a premiere, you know, all that you can now edit at home, right? So it's like, oh, I want to learn how to edit. And I was like, okay, well, let me try to make a movie where I, you know, I'll edit myself so then I can learn how to edit. Right. And I, but I didn't have any money. I didn't want to spend any more money on a real job. Because a real job, I just, you know, I, I evened out. I didn't lose money. I got all my money back, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't want to like go bankrupt, you know, making movies. So I evened out with a real job. So I go, oh, I don't want to spend any more money on um, on um, the next one. So I go, okay, I'm going to make a movie where I don't hire actors. I don't have a crew. I don't have, you know, I'm not doing anything. It's just me. And I go, <laughs> how do I do that? Oh, I'm going to use stock footage. And I'm going to use um, just voiceover. Right. And I'm just going to, like, I'm going to make a movie with just that. And it's a mockumentary on um, Angelinos and how, you know, like Angelinos have this weird brain and, you know, they have this need to uh, be creative and uh, entertain the world and blah, blah, blah. But I did it in kind of like a, you know, like a National, <laughs> National Geographic <laughs> type um, documentary. And it was really just an excuse to learn how to edit. You know, so um, <laughs> and then I submitted it to a bunch of fe- film festivals, and I got accepted to uh, quite a few. Actually, Sick. I mean, it was all over. It was in Europe. It was, um, you know, it was all over the country. Um, one of my it. friends even saw it in, you know, in Florida, in Tampa. She's like, "Oh my God, your movie's playing on like, uh, you know, like a, you know, like one of the, you know, public, you know, channels." Um, so yeah, um, 
it was yeah it was it was great yeah and um you know uh, it was at the Oxnard um, film. Oh, it played. Yo, up let's art, let's uh, talk about wait time out. Life. Time out. Oxnard. How was that? It was it was great. Good times. I mean, good times. Huh? What year was this, Alan? When you went to the Ox? Uh, 2007, 2006, something like that. So Anna, so this film right here, it got distributed. Like, how did it get to like TV stations and theaters? Like, was it distributed too? It was no. It was through. It was just through festivals. Wow. Like there were festivals that had. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I think it was the Oxnard Film Festival where. Um, so what they do? See, when you make a short, it's easy to get into festivals because, you you know, like they'll have themes, right? They go, oh, um, the themes about like uh, you know, dis- world disasters, you know, and then they'll pick like a few you know short films and then they lump it in as like an hour long, you know like you know the same theme you know or comedy or whatever so um so they when they did the ox when i did the oxnard film festival i was looking at the program and i was like oh shit you know because it's called the plight of the angelinos right so then i was like lumped in with like a short about like a woman dying of breast cancer and then like uh like a, a documentary on like uh you know like african girls um you know getting mutilated you know like Fuck. all that shit, right just like the saddest thing ever right <laughs> and i go oh my god i go so, so then like right in between is this stupid short of mine which is really just mocking mocking just Angelinos. It's like there's nothing serious about it, you know. It's like everything is fake, you know. <laughs> so everybody was just like, okay, they're crying, they're getting over like the mutilation and like this 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 guy's dying from AIDS, you know, <laughs> da, 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 or whatever, like all that shit, rape, you know, incest, <laughs> all that. And then the stupid thing plays, and everybody was just like, should should we laugh? Should we laugh? And I go, oh my god, I go, this cannot be happening. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> so yeah, that was my experience with the Oxford. Like, who programmed this thing? Like, oh, this is, like, this, this is nothing. This is anything but serious. This is like a mockery of like Hollywood and like oh. California. Oh and then, my yeah, god! Like, oh, this was like fucking dying from breast cancer. This kid's got eight. That's just like, oh my god! I go, this is like not gonna go well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was my uh, that was my Ply the Angelino story. So, Anna, I, I noticed you said well, your first film, A Real Job, you said that the money that you invested in the film, you got your money back. That's what you said, right? Like, yes. Like you, th- I had, well, I had I- two investors. Mm-hmm. Um, they're named Visa and MasterCard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they invested in my movie big time. But then I had to pay them interest. <laughs> um, but it's okay. So yeah. So Visa MasterCard invested in my movie. <laughs> and then but then when I got the distribution deal, I got I got my money back. Nice. You know, like I, I mean it was really like I mean my I, I bought like a an XL2, which is like a really expensive, it was like seven like used <laughs> like seven thousand dollar camera. Uh-huh. Canon camera. <laughs> I bought it on eBay. Right. Right. Um, and as soon as the movie was over, I sold it on eBay and got some of the money back because I was like, I can't keep a $7,000 camera. Like I got to pay Visa and MasterCard, you know? And, um, and then we had another, a second camera. And, um, I mean, yeah, this is bad, but like 
like Costco used to have like a you know no questions asked you can return like you know like you can return your um you know, like if you buy something it doesn't matter how long you you keep it you know you can return it no questions asked that was like Costco's big thing so we bought like a this really nice um uh JVC something like a camcorder which is what our our second camera and um and we just kept returning this, you know, <laughs> to get my money back because I really I had the money I mean I really I was I was working at image I mean I really didn't make much money and um, I you know um, I couldn't afford to make a movie you know um, and I didn't you know and everybody was so nice that you know no one got paid like, they were all my friends and you know I just felt like every time every weekend when we would shoot somewhere um, I'm just shocked that people were showing up still because I'm like, why are they showing up? I don't really pay them. Why, you know, like, why are they doing this? Right, you know, right. Because like, they want to but, work with you. They think you're dope. They think you're but fun. It was like, but everybody was just having a good, I mean, it was like, oh my God, they're, they're wasting their weekend on this stupid movie. Like, we were shooting in the valley. People were sweating. It was in the middle of summer and people were just like, okay, yeah, yeah, they're doing it. And then, um, and then after, in fact, after like 16 weeks that we were done, right? Because everybody, I mean, you get tired at the end, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, and then, um, and then one of the one of the, um, the people we were working with at, at work, and they were like, "Hey, are you gonna make another movie?" I go, "Why?" I go, "Aren't you glad we finished this one? You know, you don't have to, you know, like lose your weekends anymore." You're like, no, she goes, because I have no idea what to do with my weekends. Anymore. Right. You know, because they just got used to doing this. Um, even though it was just like, um, it was like, it, I mean, yeah, I, the only thing they got was like, I would feed them, you know, it wasn't even good food. <laughs> and, oh, and then, not even that, like my friends would even make food, you know, like some of them who are good cooks, they are, you know, they bake cookies, like everybody just pitched in and volunteered and everybody volunteered their homes, you know, because we, you know, we needed places to shoot. So like, you know, one of my friends were like, okay, use my condo, use my this, use my girl, you know, it's like. I mean, Henry's garage, which is like a tiny garage, um, we ended up using that and made it like a video store, you know? Um, Alan, was by the way, insane. I just want to remind you that the 20-year anniversary of a real job is coming up. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Because that came oh out. Oh my that, god. Because that came out in 2001. It's it's about to be 20. Oh, shit. It's about to be 2021. So okay. I guess all right. My, Gotta be a party. My, <laughs> my point of saying this because I wanted to ask, like, do you still wow. keep? In, do you still keep? <laughs> do you still keep in touch with the crew, with the cast and the crew from yeah. that film? Hell yeah. Uh, they're all my. They're all my close friends. Hell yeah. I mean, so, yeah. So, we're tight. So yo, man, you guys. I forgot about that. You guys must have a party. Okay. Oh and, wow! And, uh, it is coming and up. A, okay, and another fine. and another premiere for uh for the twenty year anniversary. And if oh. and if you have that, and if this if this if this um if this COVID bullshit is still going on and we can't be in theaters, I I hope that we can have some kind of premiere. And I promise you, I'll be there to support the film. Like oh, like it's thanks, like a twenty year anniversary. Uh, a twenty year anniversary is coming up. That'll be so ill, right? I cannot believe it's almost ready. I didn't even think about it because. I, uh, I mean, it seems. Like, oh God! Thank you for reminding me. All right, now that I, I now know, I know this. All right, because, I think about ladies this. and gents, I want to let you guys know. <laughs> 
something like I came from the hip like I came from like <laughs> I I came from the music scene so the way right. the way I see Anna promoting the film I'm gonna be honest guys like I was impressed like I was really like yo we have okay before we get to the year we'll get there so hold on hold on so you did some special effects work on the Twilight Zone I well okay I did not do some no I um I produced the special features for the special for features for the twilight my bad, my the, bad. for the twilight zone um DVD um that's what I did that's what um that's what I did at image which is what got me the job at CBS nice. um right now yeah because of that so and, and we definitely we're definitely going to touch on CBS so okay so um you did that you produce a special uh, the special feature scene in the twilight zone and right. let's talk about your next film the table what was the inspiration for the table okay it, and what was it about it, for the people's tuned in you know what i'm saying yeah sure okay so um so the table is this group that's i guess it's it's been still going on i think you know um is uh so I think it started in the um, I want to say like the the nine maybe the nineties or something. I don't know. I don't know when it started, but I should I should know. I made the movie, but um, I don't know. It's been a while. So anyway, this guy Mark Zikri, um started this group right. where it's kind of like a support group slash network group slash you know creative group, and every Thursday they would meet at a diner. Um, and it's basically like people who want to make movies. Oh, I'm an editor. I'm a this. I'm an actor. I'm a you know a, a, a cinematographer. I'm the, and they just show up. And 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 there's no like you know you don't see ads around. Like people just know word of mouth. People who come to Hollywood, it's like you you hear about this. And they go so every Thursday go and then basically they go around the room and they go okay I'm I'm working on a short I need um, somebody to do the graphics and then somebody sure enough will, from there will go hey I do graphics I'll help you out oh I, I'm a, an actor I need headshots oh I'm a photographer I'll help you out so it's like people just helping each other out because you know they're like outside the Hollywood system but they want to you know like you know make their dreams come true so um, so uh, Mark, I I found I, I I met Mark because I was doing the special features on the the Twilight Zone, and Mark wrote the definitive book on the Twilight Zone back Sick. in the day. And um, Sick. and right, so I got to know Mark, um, and then Mark kept mentioning to me, "Oh, you gotta come to the table, come to the table, come to the table." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." So I just kept blowing him off, blowing him off, and then finally I was like. You know, he kept, you know, he was like, hey, come, come to the table, come to the table. And I was like, okay. Um, so I finally went one day. I was just curious because, um, you know, I was like, what, what's this thing about? So then, yeah, I was like, you know, I was just blown away by the people that were there. And I mean, one ha- that evening, somebody happened to be there who was a um, quadriplegic. Right. And um, and he he actually is an actor. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's a scooter. Yeah, and he wrote. Uh, yeah, if you remember, um, there's a TV show back in the '80s called um, "Heaven Can Wait." Uh, Heaven, Highway to Heaven, with right, Michael right. Landon. Um, so he was a um, a regular on that TV show, and then Michael wow. Landon found out he was he wanted to be a writer. So he he wrote a couple of scripts, "Highway to Heaven." Um, and this guy, I mean, th- and this was back in the day when like you didn't there was no voice. Um, 
you know, like, you, you know, when you're, I guess, I, I guess when you write scripts now, or, you, or even when you text, you can record the voice and it'll just transcribe it for you. He was pecking every key on his keyboard stick. The only thing that moves in his body is his head. Uh, he was a quadriplegic. He wrote scripts and they made a movie and he was an, and so that, so I was like, fuck, this is inspiring. Like this guy is still like, he wants, he's making movies. He made shorts. Oh, he made a short with Brian Cranston, um, Breaking Bad, you know, Brian Cranston. So he's like, so then I was like, oh my God, these people are interesting. So then I went to Mark and I go, hey, Mark, I go, I go, um, has there ever been a documentary made in this group about this group? And he's like, no, I guess I don't think so. I go, all right, go, you mind if I, you know, um, follow you guys around and, you know, um, I'll make a documentary about it. So, yeah. So he goes, sure, mm. you know. Um, so yeah, so I followed the group around for about for a year and, um, and then you follow their path and you go, you know, like during the meeting, go, right. I want to make a this and then you follow them and you go, oh, I wonder if this person, oh, the guy, okay, you've heard of, you, you saw the movie uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, so yeah, yeah. the producer of Napoleon Dynamite was actually at the table. He was like, he was a nobody, right? Wow. He heard about the table. He shows up and he's like, yeah, I have this idea for this movie. It's about this. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh. And then because of the table, the guy produced Napoleon Dynamite. Like he, he there's a lot of success stories from that table because, um, because wow. these people just kind of help each other out, you know? So... Um, so that's Networking. what that documentary is about. It's about the table. It's called the table, and they meet. I think they meet. I don't know where they meet now. They probably they meet like Marie Callender's in on Ventura Boulevard or something. So um, so yeah, um, it's an interesting group. Um, you know, if you know, if you want to be inspired by people who you know who like make you know who who aren't really you know filmmakers or you know like bike you know, like they're not Hollywood. You know, filmmaker like they they just you know they have a dream they want to make a movie da, da, da. that's the place you go to and then um, you know these people just help each other out and make their dreams come true. So, oh man, you made my <laughs> dreams come true, Anna. You're fucking you're, you you inspire oh, me. You're well, shit. You know, I, <laughs> I don't want that. But. So, ladies, ladies and gents, this is where I come in. <laughs> so. Uh, I dropped my I dropped my ninth album on like in 2017 and I was I hit the road for that I promoted it as far as I can I hit the road and um at around 2018 I got sick of the music industry I got burned out right so I definitely started taking acting classes for about you know for 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 six months but within the first two months I was already auditioning for theater and in the middle of me doing Hamlet, I was just on. I was on Facebook one day. I was, I was just, you know what? I was, just I was wondering Facebook. how I. I, 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 I love hearing the story because I. I was like, how the hell did I meet more? I love this. Go ahead, please. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to so, interrupt, but I'm very. I'm so interested. No, no, no. So this. So, uh, I'm auditioning for theater and, and community actors theater in San Diego. Shouts to the whole fam. I was doing Hamlet, and. I so I was on Facebook one day and I was I clicked on this page called Phil Am Creative Phil Am Creative right 
So I'm, sc- <laughs> I'm scrolling down, and I always believe in timing and the universe. I, I just believe in the sync, like the way the universe works. I feel like if I put my intention out there that I am pursuing acting, and I really was, and I still am. The only reason why I'm not doing theater right now is because the whole pandemic closed. So it, it, it I can't even do theater at the moment, but. That was my first play then. So I'm looking for an opportunity to be on film. Shit, I, guys, I'm a newcomer. I don't know no one. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a rapper. I rap. I don't act. But there's a post that said <laughs> an, an independent <laughs> film looking 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 for someone that can speak fluent Tagalog. And I'm like, shit. I go, I go, I hit up the I hit up the person. I go, hey, my name's Marlon. Uh, I can speak fluent Tagalog. I go, I don't have much acting experience yet, but I'm in the I'm in the play right now. And Anna goes, and something like, what's your number? Oh, <laughs> so we traded numbers, and I was uh, I was at work one day, and Anna texted me and said, hey, this is Anna. Can you? I go, yeah, hi, this is Marlon. Uh, can you talk? Can you speak? She goes, yeah, sure. And we spoke, and Anna was like. Hey, the two original <laughs> motherfuckers that was supposed to be in it. Are, are... <laughs> the, t- the, the, the two, the two original motherfuckers that was supposed to play this shit are kind of flaky. So to be honest with you, I need some, I need someone else that can that can do it. Can you do it? I go, well, I speak fluent Tagalog for sure. And she goes, okay, I'm gonna send you the script. I'm gonna send you the script. She sent me, she sends me the script. And she sends me some cash, by the way. She's a real one. And she go, I go, I'm coming from SD. Can you help me out? She goes, yeah, for sure. I'll help you out. And she sent me more than I expected. I love you so much for that. And they're like, so, so I got the script. And, and ladies, <laughs> ladies and gents, I'm so glad I know how to freestyle for real. Like, 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 I know how to rhyme on the spot for real off the top of my head. And the reason why I'm saying this is because... I'm doing Hamlet, okay? So I'm doing Shakespeare at the same time that I landed this role, guys. Uh, there's no audition. Anna just, Anna just trusted me. Anna just trusted me that I'm gonna memorize the script. She has not seen me. I think, I think I sent a couple music videos, but the music videos don't show. Right. I mean, I don't know. That's different. It's not acting, but I sent her music videos, and that was it. So Anna goes, "I need you to memorize this." And the script was in Tagalog, and it's all good. I can read it. It was right. like maybe eight lines, right? I'm nervous like a motherfucker, man, because this is my like shit. I've never been on, like you know, I've I've done music videos, but I haven't acted on film. Um, and I love my cousin Abigail because she understood that oh, I had to miss her wedding for this. You know that. what I'm saying? But but it's all love. It's all love. No, it's all love. I love Abigail so much, and. I, because I, I, I'll connect the story later, right? So, I go to the valley. I go to the valley. <laughs> I go to the valley. Um, it's 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 95 degrees at this motherfucker, right? And here I am pulling up, pulling up to the to the to the shoot. Um, I'm nervous. I'm in my chinelas for real. And um, and I go. I meet I meet Abe, I meet Anna, she was mad cool, there's a lot of people there, and I was really impressed how she handled that <laughs> shoot. Now, I'm so the back to the freestyle. 
Now, here I am, nervous like a motherfucker, trying to memorize the same eight lines for the for the past two months, right? <laughs> I'm trying to memorize eight lines for the past two months, right? I go there, Anna goes, hey guys, forget all those lines, we're gonna improvise this. <laughs> Anna goes, Anna goes, Anna goes, no, forget the lines, we're gonna, we're gonna improvise this. Now, fucking Virgil is coming off from a, fucking Virgil, this is the first oh, I time I met Virgil. Like and, and and Virgil was running late, and it was so. Well, I had so much fun that day. So Virgil was running late. So as soon as he got there, Anna goes, "All right, guys, we're gonna improv this. Here's the situation. She's gonna fucking bust her hands open from the firecrackers, and you guys are gonna trip out. All right. So, um, so you guys just improv this shit. Forget the script. Fuck the script. So the funny thing about and the amazing thing about this is, yo." Me and Virgil got the scene down. Whatever oh. they see on film was not oh, the script no. at all. It, it was improv, and that taught me a valuable lesson. It taught me that you know what? If you really want to be an actor, you gotta roll with the punches. You gotta learn how to improv, and you gotta know how to do that shit on the spot. And Anna put me to the <laughs> test. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. she put me to I the gotta, test. Okay. You know, and Virgil needs to take some responsibility for this. But, Okay. I know he's not here. <laughs> I love you, Virgil, by the way. I love but, you, Virgil. Okay. He was supposed to be there at a particular time. I didn't realize he, he was like missing the bus like 10 like I and poor guy. He was just like he because his his car could not climb up that hill. It was too um it was too big. So he had to take um the uh -huh. bu the bus and um he kept missing mm -hmm. the the stops. And Virgil was like all over, like he was all over the valley, right? We had to pick him up, not me, but Henry had to pick him up uh, from like North yeah, Hollywood yeah, yeah. or something because he was running. I poor guy, he was like running late, he was panicking, and yeah, then yeah, we yeah. were like running out of time. So that's why we had to throw everything away because it was just like, all right, it's gotta be like, like a really quick down and dirty thing um, because. Yeah, it worked out. But it worked it out. So, it worked like, out. You guys were so it good. It worked out like, just great. It sounded so natural, and it was like, like I, I was blown away. Like I, I love that because it was it, and it really looked like you guys were like, you know, like in the streets and just like hanging out with your beers. I, I know. And then, <laughs> and, and I, I gave you like fake cigarettes. I'm like, I should have just given you real cigarettes because, yeah, because I was like, okay, I don't want these guys to go complain that I'm giving them real cigarettes. I'm gonna give them like, you know, like the fake ones in Hollywood. And um, and uh, and you know, with the beer. Oh, and it was, it was, it, it, I think it worked out great. Like, um, like that was the most, like one of the like memorable um scenes in that movie. I think. I think so. Uh, so, ladies and gents, like, thank you so much, Anna, for the opportunity. So, you know, from there, guys, I remember <laughs> finishing the film, and then I kept in touch with Anna because she's she's an inter like the whole experience for me was a trip. So, and then one day we get a text <laughs> from Anna. She goes, "Hey guys, the movie's done. The movie's done." So, and here begins my, like, where, you know, I took, like, 2018, 2019, I took a break from rapping. I really dedicated myself to acting. And, like, she took me to premieres, man, where the film premiered at. One thing that I'll never forget was we did that shit at Staples right across. We, we did it at Adridge right across Staples. I swear to God, it was packed. And one of the people that I saw in the front 
I swear, and like he's, I saw a famous stand-up comedian in in the in the front. I used to see wow. his uh, his stand-up uh-huh. comedy on HBO, and wow. he, he was watching that shit. I remember me and the homies that I went to college with. We were in the back. We got fucked up after yeah. and just celebrated in LA. Uh, that was one night. Another night, we did it at the Screen Actors Guild, the first premiere right. ever at the Screen Actors Guild building, right? Uh, we partied that night again. Too. Oh, you like our? Did you um, like our uh, improv then, uh, musical me musical act? Though we saw her I at the corner and it. we're like, "Hey, I love you it. got something to do with seven? <laughs> she's like, "No." He goes, "Here you go." He goes, "Go to the <laughs> go to the uh, Screen Actors Guild uh, Theater at like I don't know seven o'clock or whatever." He goes, and uh, and then she fucking um, showed up. Yeah, we were like, "She's not gonna show up. There's no way she can show up." She showed up. It was so. <laughs> Yo, Anna, that was 2018. That was 2018 or 2019. I think that was 2018. This, yeah. the screen, the I think that was 2019. Yeah, I think 19 maybe. Okay. I I think. Wow. So that so I remember that. Now I remember the premiere. In oh San right, Diego. that was we did, we did one with uh with with we we right? did one with, with Benito's film. We did one in SD. Um, I remember doing one oh, one more right. in Glendale and right. And right underneath, they were fucking oh, playing right. the Joker. Right. All right, so then uh, I got and so Dolomite. much fun experiences, and Dolomite right. was playing. Um, hey, we won that. Gents, hey, man, we like won the, that the, the film. We did, and and like I can't. It's like this. Like it's it's on Amazon Prime, by the way. Um, CNN oh, Manila God, yeah. played it. It was in Taboo. Seen it and Cebu Film Fest in the Philippines played it. PBS yes, Guam yeah. played it. It definitely oh, yeah. got definitely. to New York. It yes. it got to Frisco. Yeah. I remember it wasn't. Um, it got oh to North God. Carolina. Yes. Oh, I, a library oh show. You you know it better than um, I. Oh my God! And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Played everywhere. Oh, dude, I was following along, and every step of the way, I was I was just really tripping out, impressed. Like I was just so glad to be part of the movie. So let's break it down, Anna. I know that the film was written yes. in 2003, right? And you didn't really revisit the idea till we met. So what took um, the um, gap? So what 2000. Took, what okay, so it was gap? supposed to be my second movie, before, right? So um, right. So I wrote the script and I was like, okay. So I was getting comfortable writing scripts, and I go, okay, this time I'm going to make a real movie, like not. The real job, you know, it's like going to be like a. So I'm going to shoot it in. Manila, I love it. Um, because it it would be cheaper Ooh. to shoot it over there. So, um, so yeah, we went to Manila. We we um uh, we had a crew. Um, we were actually about to audition, and um and we had a we had a finance guy there that was going to um, uh, you know um invest, and then all that just. Fell apart. That always happens, you know. Like you know, you think you have the money, and then all of a sudden it's gone. So um, the financing fell through. Um, didn't really happen. So after all that work, I was just like, uh, I was so just just disheartened, and I just like put it away. And I was so disappointed. I was like, okay, well, it's you know, if it's not it's not happening. So um, so I put it away, never looked at it again. And then I did the plight of the Angelinos because I was like, yeah, screw it. That's why I said I'm gonna do screw like 
grouping, a grouping, a gas. I'm just gonna do a movie by myself. I don't care anymore. I'm just gonna go use stock footage. I'm gonna use stock music, and I'm gonna edit it. You know, I don't want. I don't need anyone to make a movie. So that's why I made the plight of the Angelinos. And then, um, and then uh, in 2000 and whenever. Um, oh, uh, okay. So then, um, uh, so 2016 happened. So I was depressed and I was like, fuck. So I was just getting depressed with what's going on in the world. And um, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go crazy if I, you know, if I don't do anything um, to uh, just, right, right, just right. take my mind off of what happened here, what's going on. It's just, it's just all depressing, you know? So I wanted, um, so then I pulled, I was reading it and I go, oh my God, I go, it's, as I was, I forgot, I forgot like what I wrote. I was like, oh my god, you know, like it, it just felt like you know, like ages ago. And um, I was like, and I was, as I was reading it, I'm like, oh, it feels very relevant um, to today. And um, so I, you know, I, I, I had my, you know, my, the, the, my producing partners, the people that I trust, who read my scripts, and I trust their opinion. They'll tell me if it's shit or not. And um, and they were like, yeah, 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 no, you should do it, you should do it. But then I'm like, man, it's such a big scope, you know, like it's a big movie. It's you know, like there's a protest, there's a this, it's shot in the Philippines. Like, how I don't have any money, <laughs> you know? How am I gonna do this? So then I just go, all right, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I swore yeah. I would never, um, you know, invest my own money again to make a stupid movie. But then I was just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I, I I don't care. Let me just, you know, like let me take a take a gamble and um, you know see because I really wanted to make this movie because it's very personal. And as you heard from my um, from me growing up, I a lot of it was really based on my story. So it was a very personal story. And I I wanted to get it done um, during this time um, because it seemed relevant. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'll take a shot. Even still, like I mean, it was you saw it. It was like a no budget thing, but um, but because I had a lot of you know like a lot of friends that were nice enough to help me out and you know and and help you know. Just, Help just you know like, like donate their time and and so forth. Um, it, you know it made it possible. So uh, I couldn't believe I was able to do it because <clears throat> I you know I, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gents, um, the the screenplay is very touching. It's a it's a warm comedy but on some real shit too it's real shit too you know at the same time um and there was a very touching screenplay for me because i connected to the script and basically this is a story of a family in the philippines that is getting ready to leave the country at at one of the most tension like there's a lot of mm -hmm. tension in the streets of the philippines philippines at the moment we, we have a bat uh i don't want to say it well we just had a president that was ruling it's called the a, it's called a, a long time and it was time to overthrow okay. I'll, I'll so use they, the word you don't you don't dictator you know what i'm saying yeah let, let's 
let's let's keep it real you know we were we had a dictator that was dictating the country for a long time and there was it was there was a revolution bubbling in the streets that that needed to overthrow that president philippines was going through a change so it was very historical for me i was born in 84 so i remember my mom talking about the answer revolution uh i remember my mom talking about that um so it's a story about a family that got approved that they got petitioned for the u.s but it follows their journey thinking it was about to go down soon but it kind of was a minute it was a while and that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened to me and my sisters you know what i'm saying so basically my mom and my dad split up when i was maybe uh, mm -hmm. i was eight years old when my mom and dad got divorced right but my mom's family was already oh. in oxnard because they've been here since the 70s because mm -hmm. my my mom my auntie married someone in the navy oh. so they got stationed in port Wayne. little little by little my uncles aunties started trickling down to the u.s my mom just around the time she was going through a divorce my mom was like you know what i'm gonna start over i'm gonna go apply for a for a working visa in the in the u.s uh, and wow. she, my mom's a teacher so she got petitioned uh -huh. and she became a teacher in the u.s she came in 94. now me and my sisters we stayed we had to stay one year behind wow. we didn't really follow my mom to like Who took care of you? Uh -huh. so um my dad my dad was there you know what i'm saying but I, I was 10 years old in 95 and my oldest was 16 and my middle sister was 15. now what what really fucked me up was the it's really like crushing to me man because the the line in the embassy line to get your shit approved mm -hmm. and stamped by the fucking american the u.s yeah. embassy oh boy that is real shit because i remember when we had to do it that that fucking yep. line stretch around the block at like five in the morning and me me my mom my sisters we waited and i remember those reactions man your fate and your destiny is yep. decided by a guy across the across the screen and they're gonna stamp that shit whether they feel it or not like like it's all about it's 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 i don't know what's the criteria oh yeah but if if they don't want to stamp your shit they're not and if they do want to stamp your shit, they will. Mm -hmm. And I remember people coming out crying. I remember people coming out depressed, really sad. And me, my mom, and my sisters, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe God chose me and my family to get up at the Philippines. I don't know. Because I know for those who made it in this country, we are the chosen ones. And we are immigrants from the Philippines. And uh, I love the Philippines. And uh, I don't want to get political, mm -hmm. but we at one point america was popping it was lit you know we we wanted to be here so anyways the no yeah, and, yeah no you can you can relate know, to the story my, because it's very, thought, but what, it was the, really what touching you're describing is what was happening on the screen and it's what really we touching. had you know what we were experiencing yeah. as well so yeah and 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 that's actually you oh, know it's funny you said shit, that because man. a lot of the comments majority of the comments that when people come up to me after they see you know they go to a screening they come up to me they go oh my god that's my story too so right so even though i say it was based that's, on that's my story it really is it, it it became everyone's story you know like i my story it's not unique because everyone 
had that story, you know, because they were like, oh my God, I, I, you know, like, it's like, it's like watching myself, you know, like, you know, um, as we, we went through that and, you know, and this, that, and, this, and I just couldn't believe how everyone related to that story, which, you know, like everybody went through it. And I think that's why it resonated with a lot of the people that, um, that would watch oh, it. Man. It was touching. Um, because it was, you know, it was something that they could, you know, that they saw the, they, they, they saw themselves do, you know, or, or reminded them of their, um, you know, their journey um, coming here. So, um, <coughs> and you're, excuse me. And you're a, you're a great. Well, writer, you know, it's um, really not me because, as you because, know, I throw away the script and I just have all the some... actors improvise. So it really is not. I mean, I like to take credit. <laughs> 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 the like, there was a very political undertone that was happening in the script. It was really. It's like, not real a preachy shit, thing, which I did not want to be. I did preachy. not want a preachy movie. It I don't was... want to lecture people. I don't want to. I. Yeah, I I didn't want to do that. It was, yeah. I think, right? I think it was from, it was coming Comedic. from it was the funny. eyes was, of it's these a funny three kids, film. and um, and I think there's an innocence to it, and it doesn't sound like, oh my god, you know, like you're getting hit over the head of, whoa, this is what you should do, and that, uh, there's none of that. Um, it's really just telling someone's story and a story of a family, um, and through the eyes of these kids. Um, and it's not overly, you know, like, I, I'm glad you said that because I did not want it to be, to come off as preachy or, you know, lecturing or, you know, it's, it, I, it, I don't think it is like that. And you know what? I really love the part. One of the most touching parts was, um, yeah. when they were about to leave and grandma was hugging them and she was kind of like in denial that they were going to leave but really she can feel it you you the way you guys captured that scene i often yeah. don't when you leave it yeah the people you leave you forget because you're only looking right you never remember or 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 some you know you forget like how how painful it is for um the ah. family members that you leave you know And guys, the reception at every single film festival I went uh, to was always fucking awesome, and it was it was always packed. I mean, like, I mean, it was always fun. It was always informative, and oh, Anna, cool. it opened doors I'm for glad. me to like audition for more plays, and I got the role. You know, um, nice. I used it for my reel. It helped me land more short films. It just. It just helped me land more roles in theater, so it's it's it really helped me a lot. And um, uh, so what? So, ladies and gents, <laughs> it won a lot of awards. I can't keep track of how many awards it oh, won. God. So, Anna, <laughs> what do you? What are the awards? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we we, we there's a lot. lot. There's yeah, a lot. We, I can't. Yeah. I can't. We got a lot of awards for the film. Uh, San Francisco, we got one in Seattle, no? um, or yeah. Frisco, or. Right. Oh, CNN, sure. CNN, CNN Philippines um, did a special. Wow. Yeah, they they featured it. You know, like I I I didn't believe it too because uh, you know like one of my my classmates mm -hmm. from high school she was like, oh my god, I was like in the middle of the mor in the middle of the night I was watching it and then they you know somebody from CNN was reporting you know like your movie I go no you're full of shit I go that's not true she's like no I swear to God so she had to look for it to 
show like to prove that she was right because i was like no you probably were dreaming i go i'm sure you know there's no way because i i don't know anyone over the at cnn I, i don't know how they even found out about it but um but yeah it's true um you know like that was kind of cool you know hell yeah and ladies and gentlemen like the way it was marketed i love it like <laughs> anna would always post um she would post like i love it though like it, it was brilliant like whoever bought the dvd anna made these motherfuckers take a pic and it was in paris it was in it thailand was everywhere. it was in portugal it was, it was germany spain and like I didn't I realize how many. Yeah, no, so I didn't realize how. Brilliant. Yeah, the way you that did was that. a shocker to me. Like, I was like, oh that. my god, it was like everywhere, and then everybody was just like, hey, I'm gonna do one too, and they're like, oh, <laughs> in Canada, it's it's everywhere. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> and I think Anna's vibe. She's such a like. She's so fun to work. Like she's just a chill, funny person to work with. Like. Like it, like your vibe spilled over the script. I think it's it it spilled over the cast because they definitely had fun working with you. Yeah, and uh, I know oh, you, you guys mean, shot um, this oh, you Eagle mean Rock, the, right? The... Oh wow. no, yeah, it's everywhere. The film. Yeah, some of them in Eagle Rock. You got shot. Yeah, you got shot. Like Rock, right? You know, like some people thought that we actually flew the cast mm. um, to shoot in the Philippines and. And I was telling like all my friends, she's like, wait a minute, when did you go back to Philly? I go, I didn't. She goes, well, what, what was that? I go, no, it's Eagle Rock. I will, I <laughs> Yo, you pulled it off. And by the way, I was really, I really love the editing. I really love the collage in the beginning. I yeah. really like, I'm really feeling that, man. Like, and uh, for all those who are on Amazon Prime and all my homies, everybody who streamed it, I got nothing but good feedback. I mean, like cool. when it came out on Amazon Prime, I was pushing that shit, and like a, a lot of my peeps, oh, it's a lot right. of my no, peeps I'm, I'm did stream like, that. You know, on like Amazon I can Prime, see like man. the like, reports, <laughs> like you know, like I people are still um, watching it. So yeah, no, it's it's great. I, and uh, the DVDs was definitely moving. Yeah, it nah, was like yeah. that's, uh, that's people you, supporting you know, that's the, the one film. Thing about Filipinos um, abroad is that they like they will really back you up. You know, that's that's great. We've got a very um, loyal, you know, strong community. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to say it's unique to you know, but I think Filipinos are really tight. I think you know, yeah. Oh hell yeah! And by the way, all right. So uh, another funny story. So, so here I am in, in the <laughs> living room, waiting for my scene, waiting for fucking Virgil to come, right? So I'm, I'm in, I'm in the living room, right? I see this man sitting across me. Um, <laughs> he had some black shades on. He had some black shades on. You know what I'm saying? So, so like I'm trying to keep my cool. You know, I don't know anybody in the spot. You know, there was mat, there was food. You know, people are chilling. I'm waiting for my scene. You know, whenever Virgil's here, <laughs> I goddamn it, I know my eight lines for the past two months. You know, so I'm ready. So, um, I see this man <laughs> sitting across me, and he had shades, 
and he goes, "Hey, what's up, young man?" I go, "Hey, kumusta po?" You know what I'm saying? I like, "Hey, come." Like, I was speaking in Tagalog, you know, and he's like, "Hey, my, my name is uh, my name is Mr. A- my name is A Pagtama. Um, I'm a SAG actor." I go, "Oh, hey, nice to meet you, sir. Like, it's a pleasure to meet you." And he's like, "Yeah, I came here from the '70s, and I actually did a commercial, but but Janet's tits <laughs> popped out, uh, and the Super Bowl commercial." I did I, I did I did I did I did a Super Bowl commercial, but I got overshine because <laughs> Janet's Jan, Janet's tits popped out, and then I ended from there. I was like, I was like, what? So I, I go, I go, what? I go, what? I go, yeah, I did, I did, a, I did a Pepsi commercial, and then from there, I I struck a friendship with Monong Abe, and like now oh I would see Monong yes. Abe come oh, to the premieres, the right? Time. And he always had it. He always. Yeah, he came out. Yo, he came out. He fucked with us. He yep. came out to all the premieres, and he took his son Gabe with him. So me and Gabe always kept in touch, and through that we struck uh, just a friendship. You know, like like mm-hmm. they're promoting the book uh, uh, based on the true story of Watsonville riots, and because of Anna, because of this film, I also oh, got a chance great. to interview both both guys for my podcast and. Oh, I got right. I got Jared on a short film with me. Uh, it's it's called Benjamin, and he played my son. He played my son, oh. and um, Jared drove out to SD for that. So, all these people that I met through Anna, uh, and and it, it meant a lot. The fact that it was, it was my Filipino people, is my mm-hmm. Filipino uh, community that 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 took <laughs> me in. You know, I'm this rapper trying to act and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like. Anyways, Anna. Um, okay, so, so, and here's another thing. The year I did nothing. Right. The year I did nothing came out in 2019, <laughs> and I think the timing of this shit is so crazy because when 2020 oh, yeah. came out of oh, this yeah. motherfucker, none of us did nothing did for nothing, real. Right. So, well, how okay. do you I'm, feel I'm about gonna, the timing all right, of this fine. shit? I'm just gonna right come clean. Okay. I started the coronavirus. Go ahead. It's just a, it's just a continuation of my promotion. <laughs> so people will talk about the year they did nothing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, um, yeah, no, it's it's a. Uh, it's oh weird. man. Uh, I mean, just just the timing, and you were talking about timing. I mean, thank God we were we hit the um, festival route um, in 2019. Be- Right, Ooh, because no, you killed that shit. because if you this that for another shit. year, yeah. if, if let's say the festivals you were this that. year, um, we wouldn't have been able to experience any of that sh- that stuff because, um, so we were like we, we we missed it by a year. Like this could have been like any movie. I feel for any independent film right now. That's yeah, because this year is shot. Like there's oh, no, sure. you can't even you know like you can't promote anything. You can't loads. So. We lucked For out sure. because we, the movie, you know, like we had functioning movie theaters. People were allowed to, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we we had the perfect timing for um, our premiere, so our, our our festivals. So yeah, another lucky break for for everyone. Um, we we were so close to like you know to having it premiere in twenty twenty. So um, so yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, it's what and. Yeah, and at the Nothing end of it, fun, like man, you know, like I, and fun, you man, you just said it. I mean, I I I also have the same thing. Like I walked away, making more friends, really good friends that I I can't wait to work with. 
in the future. I mean, I you know I did a short with uh, Randy and uh, Noreen, you know, like a really quick short thing, um, just just for fun. Uh, you know, it's like you know, like we oh, yeah, or we were do you know we did uh, like that Brady Bunch thing because it was like all right, I was bored. I was like all right, let's do a Brady Bunch day. Like you know, like <laughs> I, you know, every every once in a while I'll come up with a stupid idea and I go hey, you know, let's do this. So you know, hopefully you and I can uh, work again. Um, Marlon and um, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, for sure, you know, and I can't uh, wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to get back with you guys, man. You guys, it was are, a good experience. It was I'm a glad very you awesome enjoyed cast it. And awesome crew, I always man. feel um, terrible, like you know, like I go, oh, oh my god, it was like, a shit. I, the, 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 my big fear every time I make one of these movies is that I don't want people to, it, like, if I, I don't want it to end up being like an embarrassment like oh I, I, you know i don't want anyone to see no I, you know I'm, you know like no, so i'm i'm just glad no. that everyone is happy nah. um with the end result and that you guys are proud to be a part of it because there's nothing worse than like oh my god don't like can you remove my name from <laughs> from the cast i don't want yeah so that that's like a big um, no, that, that's a huge no. pressure off my you know off my back because i i i, I want you guys to be happy with um being a part of something you know that we we've oh, done hell so yeah, we are. i'm glad to hear that if you if uh, you don't hear this enough you well you guys all you, of us if it were for you guys we wouldn't it, have it definitely so you guys were you know you know you, I, I what i i my what i did my participation means nothing if it weren't for you guys so um it would just be you know sheets of paper you know a script sitting there um and it would come to life so um yeah i mean i you had as much to do with it that i did you know because i yeah i, I you know like i'm just a part oh, of man. the puzzle i'm not you know i'm not i'm not the whole thing you know like it would the my my part of it would mean nothing if it weren't for you guys so yeah yeah i i, I will forever be um grateful uh. to Mm-hmm. And we still have the group chat on Facebook going friends. on. I mean, we still keep in touch. It. I mean, we, you know, and, and, we still and keep I, in touch, I mean, man. like even yeah. with, like a real job, like everyone from a real we're job, still keep in we're touch, still man. in touch. We're all still tight, you know. Like with this one, the table, we're all still tight, you know. Like I love, you know, like when I, you know, when I, like I go back and I remember like my first year here in this country where I had no friends. And now, like, I feel like, oh my god, like, how did that? Uh, I, now I have, I'm, I, I'm full of friends. Like, I, you know, I can't imagine the friends I've made all these years because I, I swear to God, I was like, you know, like, I, I was like, oh my god, I go, I, will I ever make friends in this country? Like, you know, this, this is that was, um, it was like one of the hardest times of my life. So yeah, I love, I love that. Um, so uh, yeah, and thanks you for know, sharing. And you are one of them. You're, you know. Uh, you are love. Uh, uh, Anna's the best, man. Um, so, Anna, like, what are your? So let's let's see. What's your advice for upcoming directors or anyone trying to get in the film industry? What are the things that they can they expect, especially indie filmmakers, indie actors like us? You know, like, what can they expect in this game, especially 2020 moving forward? What what well, can we I do mean, to move forward from this pandemic? Yes, it is. Because it it's, it's a different, different time. time. It's but a different also, time. Um, 
it's also it's a different time. You know, things that you weren't able to do 20 years ago. You know, when I started making movies, um, you can do now. You know, you can make movies. Mm. I mean, you can make. You know, when I did that thing mm. with uh, Randy and Noreen, I mean, I, I I directed it from my couch. You know, like I didn't even have to lift a finger. I was like, oh my god, this is the easiest. Game. And they were, <laughs> they were doing all the heavy lifting. They're like shooting themselves with their phone. And you shoot with your phone. You can edit. You know, like on your laptop, like things are the the the, the you know it it the 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 possibilities are just limitless for anyone. Like now's the the, the best time to you know if if you have the a dream to do it, it's so doable now. There's no more excuses, you know. Um, there's no oh, I don't have any money. I don't have this. No, you can do it. You can totally do it. And it's just a matter of wanting to do it. You know, it's just the wanting to do it, and um, that's that's holding you back. But if you really want to do it, you could totally do it because um, there are no more. You know, every tool is available for you to be able to do it, and um, it's attainable. So yeah, yeah, just just and my advice is just do it. You know, just just don't let anything hold you back. Um, if it's something that, like, even with your rapping, this is something you love, right? And you just go, you just keep doing it, keep writing. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. just, and and at the end of it, you yeah. finish it mm-hmm. and you feel good, and oh. that's it. And then whatever happens, happens. You know, it's feel like, good, right? So, I I mm-hmm. totally believe Amen. in you know just just letting just just telling people if whatever you want to do, just you know, like don't let anyone anything like stop you from doing it. Just you know, don't be embarrassed to admit that you want to do it. I was always embarrassed to say. You know, I want to make movies because it's like mm. so. Like, well, who do you think you are? You know, like, but, um, but yeah, but if you get through that, yeah, no, I mean, it was you like it's embarrassing shit, to yeah. say it because it's like, what? You what? fucking did that. What? Do you, yeah, you want to be a you know a filmmaker? That's a. So yeah, it's 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 once you get get past that, then. Um, and you have the confidence to really believe in yourself, then just do it. Um, I'm all for it. I think the more creative people are out there, the better this world is. Um, I I think the world is just better with just creative, artistic, just fun people um, around the world, you know, like the, you know, just because this is what makes, you know, like... I don't know. I it's just um, you know, like you, you just make the most of it and and you know, I, I really believe in, you know, just like um you know, just trying to you know, just try, trying to make the most of whatever's handed to you. Um so yeah, just go for it, I I say. Um you know, I, I guess that's my only advice. Um I don't you know I don't really have uh <laughs> um <laughs> And a couple right. more things. I know you got to go soon. So um, before I let you go, so um, in your opinion, is is there a process in your style of filmmaking? And I guess what I'm saying is, in your opinion, what's the first step in filmmaking? Do you got to get the screenplay done first and then you got to cast? Like, what's your process? And is there a process to this? Like, in your um, opinion, what should come first? I mean, what should come okay, next, just you know? speaking for my, from my experience, I mean, I, I it just, it starts with yeah, an idea. Yeah. You know, totally. um, it's an idea, mm. and then um, and then it definitely helps mm. if you can write, um, because if you don't have a script, you don't have a movie. Um, so, 
um, it helps that you can write、mm. a screenplay or you know a script or something just or have a an outline or something、um, like know how to tell a story know what your idea is about you know like so it 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 all it all starts with an idea and then once that idea is if it's good enough that thing will develop and become something and you know if if the idea is you know is not that good. You you'll know you know as much as as hard as you try if if it's going nowhere it's going nowhere you know it's just like probably like with your like when you write music you know you just go okay I have an idea I'm just and then you just jotting、mm. start jotting、mm-hmm. things down and then it develops into a you know like a, a、mm. you know a, a, a whole thing. Um, mm. It's the same with、um, you know with movies. You you know you if if you come up with an idea,、um, you know、uh, just start developing it and、um, and you know start writing.、Um, and then I think once you have that foundation, everything else is you know it's doable. It's easy. It you know comes easier. You know it, it, yeah. Oh yeah. Because once like you have casting, that, then you have, you know, like you have a roadmap. After- oh, I need this person to, do, you know, like then, then you have a direction to go to, as opposed to just like, you know,、um, not having having anything specific that you want to do, you know. So yeah,、um, that's that to me is the most important thing is just you know just kind of. Just, just observe everything because you know, like you come up with ideas as things happen to you. Like a lot of my movies come when things just happen to me. You know, like I happen to be doing the Twilight Zone, and then I meet this guy, <laughs> and I go, "Oh, let me make a documentary about this guy." You know, oh, I was doing this, and then let me do this. So you know, like,、um, so just open your eyes, open your mind to a lot of things, and then ideas will come to you. I think that's that's just how I do it. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. So, Anna, like, l- l- let's talk about your experience in CBS. I know you've been there for almost a decade. Like, what's you know, what are the things you learn in the company, and like, how how, how have you applied that into filmmaking? You know, I know you've spent some time there, and like,、uh, I, that's really amazing that you work for CBS. By the way, like, can you talk? Can I mean, you tell us about your experience? It really、there? is, you know, like CBS is. Yeah, my day job, really. You know, so、um, it's. I mean, it's fun. We make DVDs. You know, we.、Um, uh, you know, we put. You know, put together special features if we have to. You know, it's really just.、Um, it's just like any other day job. It's really just like.、Uh, um, I. I mean, it's a. It's a good. Day job to have because it's still a fun environment, and you're working with. TV shows and movies.、Um, it's in the entertainment industry.、Um, you know, you work in a studio. You work. You know, you work on the lot.、Um, to me, you know, like that—that's a plus. That's a major plus.、Um, you're surrounded by creative people, and、um, it beats. You know, like I mean, no, no knock to like people who work for like insurance companies or you know accounting firms or something. But it's just that's just like. Kind of, you know, like I, you know, like if if I if I were to pick a day job, you know, like this would be ideal because even if I did make movies on the side, because when when I make movies, it's really just a hobby. It's not really my that I don't make my livelihood. That's not my livelihood. That's not where I make money. I mean, that's where I lose money is when I make movies.、Um, so, 
<laughs> so this is basically my day job that's supporting my hobby, which <laughs> is really I, I've yet to make money from uh, a movie venture. <laughs> I've broken even. <laughs> yeah. So um, oh. so it's an expensive hobby. Um, oh, and, oh my um, god! Some people have like day jobs that are kind of boring, or you know, like this, this and that. I mean, for me to have a day job where I'm still in that industry is just you know like shit. That's a win-win, you know. Um, I, I really, I, there's very little I can complain about. So I, you know, um, yeah. I love it. So Anna, I know it's been a crazy year. Um, what are the, some of the things you're, you know this year Definitely. has been humbling uh, a, a lot of things happened especially that's affected mm-hmm. the film and acting industry for sure um, what have you learned about yourself this year what are, what are some of the lessons you're taking away because it's been really humbling in all levels man the pandemic the, right. the racial tension the election right. coming up I mean I can I can go on and on and uh what what are you taking away from this year that we're currently surviving right, right. the year we really did you know nothing what okay for so I think you know if there's saying? anything like, you if you, there's anything what are you I mean away? it's really hard to find anything positive right now um so if there's anything amen, that you want to take away from you. this is I think this should be um kind of like a learning moment for uh, like a learning experience for us what you do um, okay, Ooh. so it's like yes. basically, like I think I forget who said this. I think like Jerry Seinfeld said this. I was watching, you know, it's all I do is watch TV, you know, all day. So I think um, like somebody said something like, um, it's basically like, you know, like the pand- <laughs> the pandemic is nature kind of like telling us to just kind of like, hey, you know, um, you know, we we've, we've been abusing this. Uh, you know, like uh, Earth, our you know our world for you know for so many years, thinking we can you know we can sustain this lifestyle that we have, which is a very you know like a very it's very wasteful. It's this is that um, that there are things that we go okay you know like uh, I can't live without, and then you know we're, we're you know especially in this country we're pretty much spoiled, and then at the end of it when everything gets taken away from us you just start realizing oh my god like you you forget to appreciate things that um that you don't have the time to appreciate you know you don't have to you don't have the time to appreciate your family or you don't have time to appreciate your friends or you don't have you know because right now i think um what this has done is it's it's leveled the playing field it doesn't matter how much money you have we're all stuck at home, you know? So it's like, it's a lesson where you go, okay, even money can fucking change this. You know, you're, you're just, you're just the same. You're just as stuck, you know, at home as you are. You're still as vulnerable to getting sick. You're still, so, so it kind of evened the playing field for everyone. And I think maybe it's a good, um, like a reset button for everyone. And maybe, and I know, like once this for all of us you know this ends or you know like when when we get out of this i think we're gonna like we're gonna start like because 
I think because you know because of this we're you know we're going to start looking at life differently you know you're going to start looking at the world differently um Ooh. I don't care what anyone says like if I see if I'm watching movies or whatever I'm watching and I see a crowd of people I just go whoa 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 they're too close they're too, like they're like you know like because you know like all these months that we were home and making sure that everything is clean blah, 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 like it does something to your head um and Um, and I think we will come out of it hopefully like more like you know like you know better you know uh, more considerate because what what do we do really like okay we're making people wear masks right we're doing that because we want to save mm. other people who are vulnerable and we don't want to get them sick we're not doing it for ourselves so hopefully we come out mm. of it you know mm. and you know more you know selfless and more considerate and more and kinder you know and and it's also like mm. it's shown us like the like a certain aspect of it where like you know like you go oh my god like you know like you, you, it I, i i hope we become better people out of it you know um it it hopefully it humbled some of us and it made us appreciate the things that we don't appreciate you know Um, because you don't never take the time to go, you know, because we're so busy always doing stuff. We're always out. We're not, you know, you not, never take the time to do that. And now that we have the time to kind of like sit and contemplate and and reflect on things, maybe we come out better people out of it. I hope. I mean, you know, I, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I think I still have faith in uh, humanity. And I think um, there are more of us that are... Uh, that will come out of it more uh, better people than um, than not. So that's just my hope. Um, I could be wrong, but I, that's all you can count on. Otherwise, it's so fucking depressing. I, you know, it's like um, you know, wait, you can't focus on that. Um, you just gotta focus on the good. I'm I'm kind of anxious about the election, oh. and I don't want to even go deep in that rabbit hole. Oh, oh, oh I know. Things, and sometimes there's a lot of things going on. And, Sometimes things here's here's the one things, thing yeah. too, But, that I will know. say. Okay, I think I think um, speak on as it. You, speak on as, it. As, yeah. as yeah. I've experienced because I was old enough to experience it in the Philippines um, that you took for granted. Um, like we, you know, like living there under a dictatorship and um, knowing that you didn't have rights. Um, you know, there was no freedom of the press. Nothing on of that and then you come here and this country has that um, a lot of people just kind of took it for granted and they were like oh things are going to be fine You're like I don't have to participate in things I don't have to vote I don't have to do anything because things are my, not, my life's not affected I'm making money I'm good I have a house I have a, mm. and mm. we I think we got to this place mm. Because mm. there's so many people who did not give a shit give and a did fuck. not participate, yeah. and now we're now paying the fuck. price for not participating. Mm. You know, and I don't want to preach, and I, I know I'm, yeah. I don't want to get on my high horse, but mm. I just I I I, no. I know a lot of people that just have sat in the sidelines. I don't want to take a side. I don't know. I don't. You know, I I don't want to. I want to get involved. I want to get involved, and this is what. Where that this is right. where we ended up is because more people did not get involved that they should, right here. and now right here, we is. are where we are. And the people who didn't get involved 
are now suffering through this stupid coronavirus because we're you know so so now it's affecting you you know like so hopefully this will wake up certain people that um did not you know that you know don't care to participate didn't give a shit you know okay. have never voted have never you know taken the time to you know like find out what's going on and you know just you know hopefully this is a learning lesson a lesson for us um where we you know where we change our ways and you know for the better and you know um yeah that's that's it that's all my that's the only thing i'll preach about is that um you know i hope people Yeah, I hope people just start uh, giving speak shit. On it. Um, because it affects all of us. I know it doesn't feel yeah. like it it doesn't affect you, but it affects everyone. Right. Oh, it's fucked up right now. It affected all of us, everything. You know, it's it, <clears throat> What I learned is if they want to shut down your job and mm-hmm. take your job, oh, they will. Um, because no matter how th- yeah. no matter how stable we thought exactly. our jobs are, It's really not when when they want you to, when they want it to stop they will stop it. Now I'm an advocate for mental health. I think that this year definitely either amplified our mental health issues, our mental health, our, our struggles with mental health, or maybe it's our first time, or maybe it's the right. first time we looked into our mental health and 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 made that a little better because yes, we had nothing but time to reflect. Now they're gonna make the kids stay right. home too. It created another stress for the parents, right? So it's like there's a lot of things in all levels. The racial right. tension doesn't help. Police brutality yep. doesn't help. Everything. Now uh, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. There's I a lot. Agree. Now it's not about Republicans or Democrats. I think right now it's about the bad and the good. Like, do you really yep. think it's okay to treat treat people like that? And it's like when you say a lot of people don't give a fuck. Sometimes you have to. Because if you don't give a fuck, what you're saying is, if people right. are racist, it, I don't give a fuck. Right. Because you know why? Yeah. You're probably racist yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, fuck. no. It's, I don't know. Yeah. No, no. It, it's that. Um, I think it's, like, <laughs> um, it's, like, it's like a poem that I. Yeah. It's. It, you know. It's, you know I, I don't remember the exact poem, but it's something like the sentiment is like you know, um, you know, they came for the socialists, but I'm not a socialist, so I, you know, oh, um, I didn't speak up. And then they came for the Jews, but I'm not a Jew, so I didn't speak up. They came for the homosexuals, and but I'm not a homosexual, so I didn't speak up. And then at the end, they go, then they came for me. Then there's no one left to speak up for me because you just stood there and you watched everything fall apart because you didn't give a shit. And that's where we're at right now. So the people who never gave a shit or didn't think, you know, anything affected them, I hope they wake up and just, you know, like take a stand. Um. Um. There's there's two ways we can deal with the pandemic, and I don't want to speak on my high horse either. But with all my, you know, I struggle. My life's not perfect. It's ups and downs. But what I do know is that the world has been shut. America has been shut down since March, and it's now November. Uh, we have been in the pandemic for eight months. Um, I used to deal with life in, in a destructive way. Where this time around. Instead uh-huh. of being destructive, I became nice. productive. So it's like I I dropped I dropped three mixtapes. I nice. finished the album. I started the podcast within this past eight months, and it's like I I try to really use the time because because Anna, it's so easy to sit on her ass and nope. fall in her ass. You're doing the right thing, and and, and, and I hope that you 
I hope that mm-hmm. what you're doing, I hope majority, <clears throat> you know, of the people are doing the same thing you are, is making use of good use of this time and being productive. Right. Trying to be productive. Yeah, no, no, no. I love it. Trying I love be, it. I, yeah. You know, that's all I want to hear. You know, I just want to hear like people trying to, you know, and then we're human. You, you, know you, you, you try to, you make do, you, 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 ad, you adapt, you adjust. And then, you know, and if you want to be creative, you can find you know ways to be creative. It doesn't matter if you're locked up, you know, you will find a way to do it, you know, and, you know, and then you get even more creative yeah. because you're fighting creative ways to get that creativity out of your system so i love it it's great i hope people just use their energy like, for that thank you um and because this will you know we'll we'll have a better world and a more peaceful world if everybody just did that so yeah i'm, I'm all for that i love like, that i, I got mean, a chance to drop an album on like valentine's day you were busy labor labor day um labor day and it. like you know, I just try to like every thank you everything that was going on in the country in the world. I definitely rapped about it. It definitely helped me express myself, and I really I'm thankful for. I'm gonna be honest, Anna. The, the the movie made me feel cool for one year, cool. like with all the premieres that we went to, and it was a good. What that happened was like I think what what happened was it uh-huh. gave me a good break from the music industry, and by by the time I got back into the studio. I, my mind was a little my mind expanded a little more and I was coming in with like just right. brand new experiences and brand new inspiration like so it it definitely helped me push a lot of songs wow like, and I finished a hundred songs you know like the past eight months or so in the pandemic so um I I, I spread it out in like four different projects so like be, and I just before we get off, I just want to say, what what's the future for for Vandalay films moving forward? Like like what is what is next for twenty twenty one? You know, what do you want to say to the people's out there? And by the way, congrats on the twentieth twenty year anniversary of Real Job. Oh, like thanks for letting I'm, me know. I'm really yes. looking forward yes. to that. Okay. Okay, so what's what's I, the plan? And then what's the plan? So what you got? I, uh, I, yeah, see, this for, is, for this, our is out there. <laughs> this is this is the beauty of somebody with um, a <laughs> is I I don't have the pressure to mm. have a slate of plans. Um, I'm I'm kind of like I'm jazz. Mm. I you know if it comes to me, then I do it. You know I I don't I don't give myself the pressure to go. Okay, this year mm. I'm doing this like. Um, I never really, you know, operated that way. So, you know, like, what if I come up with an idea, or if I if something strikes me, then I will do it. I I I'm not very good at like plan, you know, like getting a like a what's the one year plan, two year plan, because I never really know from day to day what I do. Which is this is not a good, you know, I you know, like it's not it's, it's not a productive um, way to live. But um, but yeah, it's just you know, it's like whenever you know, inspiration strikes me. And I go, oh, okay, let me do this, you know. Um, I know, I it's um, yeah. That's why I never became, you know. That, that's why I don't make a living um, being a filmmaker or whatever I do, um, because I will not survive, you know. Because I just, you know, it, I just do it when I <laughs> when I feel like it. Uh, but hopefully, I'll come up with something. And um, I love you know, it. I, I um, always, every time I say I'm done, I don't want to do because every movie I go, I that's it, that's the last one, and then it never ends up being the last one. So maybe I'll come up with something else. I don't know. Maybe. 
ladies and gents, before we get off, I just want to plug it in. Uh, the Year I Did Nothing is now out on Amazon Prime streaming. You can also order the DVD on Amazon.com. Yep. Her film Tubi. Real Job is also on Tubi, right? And um, where can we watch the, the table? Uh, yeah, the, 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 I think the, the table's on the Amazon. Um, uh, I, 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 it's under one of the channels, too. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. Just, just go to that one. Nice. Um, and if you want to follow her <laughs> films, guys, you can follow her on Instagram right. at Grand Fendwick. Oh, uh, uh, thanks, Marlon. That was been that such was a painless. pleasure speaking with you. You cracked me <laughs> up. See, I, I tell you, I suck at it, but then look, I, I wasted, a, I, I took up two hours. Oh my two God! Hours you're so good. All right. <laughs> No, you're so great. Uh, you crack me up like always. By the way, it's always a fun time with Anna. Oh my god, dude. Always. Um, Definitely. Let's keep in touch. Uh yes. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the year. I'll be in touch, man. Um and I'm by the way, I'm gonna need like, you know. I'll t- like just send me a picture of what you want for the flyer, and uh, I'm gonna definitely work on the, on the flyer soon. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> or if you wanna, whatever picture you wanna send me, Anna. but I know I, sh- I-, I should text you this when we get off. But ladies and gents, Andy Podcast, Anna Moreno. Uh, any no, last vote. words? Any shoutouts? <laughs> Go vote, yo. November third, but by the time uh, this episode uh, comes right. out, we already okay, picked the president man. already. But it's all good. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Oh, all right. <laughs> Thanks. Andrew, right. thank you so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you back Alrighty. right now. All right. Thank Thanks you. Andy podcast.